Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I want to talk about the number 12 jersey too because everyone's talking Geordie Barrett. They're talking Anton Leonard brown possibly Jack Goodhue. But the man who has played, look, a little bit inconsistent at times, but when he's been on is David Harvili. I, I thought Harvili was almost man of the match um, for the Crusaders over the weekend. Where does he sort of now fit in the pecking order in regards to 12s in this country? Well, I think probably with the announcement from Roger Tuivasa-Sheik and also the fact that he's struggling now to get his way into even the starting lineup for the Blues and, and his injury issues that he's had ever since really choosing to come to Rugby Union. He's really struggled with injury. Uh, you, you would think that um, he's he's the one player that really has to find a miracle in the, in the next sort of half a dozen weeks or so to convince the selectors uh, to get him in that all-black side. Uh, so when you think of incumbents, it was it was Roger Tuivasa-Sheik and, and David Harvelli, and I don't see any... any uh, signs out there that David Hovelli has slipped away by any means um, from where he was last year. I think if you if you look at consistent performers week in and week out, he has to be one of the names that you would just about write down every week. Yeah, yeah, Justin, we had the discussion yesterday and you're pretty adamant, come World Cup time, you've got to play players in position. Can we suggest then that David Hovelli, is, is he more of a number 12 than he is a fullback now? I think he's resigned himself to the fact that that's the jersey that not only the Crusaders want him to play in, but equally the All Blacks. And he was quite vocal a couple of years ago in saying that he prefers fullback. Um, There's a bit of an issue when a guy walks through the door um, like Will Jordan and you want to play in the 15 jersey, and so does he. (laughs) So that that, that kind of does make you sort of think, oh, well, maybe there's another option out there for me. you know, I, I remember when Dan Carter came into the Crusaders and uh, we had Mertz as a 10 and the potential of Dan Carter was all, always there, but he was never going to uh, shunt Mertz on real quickly because Mertz was still an all-black and still playing great rugby. So Dan Carter had to adapt and played 12. Uh, mm. So I think that's what David Harvelli, um uh, uh, faced and, and he's taken the opportunity I think really well uh, his skill set is unique he he's he's got great vision great understanding of the way that the game needs to be played and what a, whatever jersey he wears he brings a certain skill set like the try that listifying Anuku so superbly finished off at the weekend wouldn't have happened without David Havili mm-hmm. like he came around on a late loop got the ball at depth he beat a defender with speed and then a player came in from the wing to try and shut him down. He dummy passed uh, to Fying Anuku, and then he did a one-handed offload as the fullback was coming towards him and, and set Fying Anuku away. You know, that just doesn't happen without being world-class. So, yeah, I, I would absolutely expect David Harvelli to be pushing for that 12 jersey, and he'll be pushing Geordie Barrett really hard. I want to ask you this because you've always talked about the halfback first five combinations. So Marshall Merton's a really good example. Aaron Smith, Dan Carter. What about the first five, second five relationship? Is that as important? So would there be weight in the fact that 
we've got David Harvey consistently playing outside of Richie Mwanga, or is it more important that the 12 and 13 play more regularly together? Uh, it is important that the, the 10 and the 12 know each other and know each other seamlessly. And uh, there'll be plenty out there outside of um, listening to In The Red who are interested in this conversation because they'll probably be thinking to themselves, well, I think Bowden Barrett knows his brother pretty well. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, but playing in your backyard at seven, it's not exactly all Black World Cup time, is it? No, exactly. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think um, the more you play with a player, uh, the more you get to know their common trends. You get to know the type of uh, ball that they want when they want to try and bust the line or they want to engage a defender. Um, you know whether they want it early, whether they want it late. Um whether or not they are very good post-contact or the better pre-contact, uh, and equally and massively, which not a lot of people think about because they just think defence is about tackling, but it's not. Defence is all about staying connected. Uh, and and if, when you stay connected and you don't have somebody being a loose cannon, you know what the man inside and outside you is doing uh, so that you formulate a really solid, good defensive line and each other looks after each other's back. That makes a huge difference to a team defensively, and that again is the knowledge of the person who is outside you and equally inside you that you know what shoulder they prefer to get on when they have to, how quickly they like to come up, or whether they like to hold back a bit, whether they like to go outside shoulder in, or they like to do drift defence. All of those little things have to happen in a rugby game without thinking. It's not about every time you set up for a set piece, you have a chat and go, oh. You know, what are you thinking here? You just know, you look at the guy and go, I know exactly what you're thinking here. Yeah, let's let's execute. 